This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Larry Hardesty, how are we feeling tonight? Oh, I feel good. Oh. Bing bong. Yes, indeed. After that, that was, oh. a, that was about as easy a performance as you really get. I mean, let me tell you how easy this was. Gordon, I saw people on the court in the fourth quarter that don't get run in practice for the Knicks. Right. They don't even practice with the team. They don't get on the floor during practice. against A When A plays against B, certain skins, starting five against the bench five, they never see time on the floor, and I got to see them. That's how easy it was. It was, Gordon, it was actually shocking. It was nice and easy breezy. It was. That's what, that's what you're looking for. When, when You know, if the Knicks are going to be the team that I think we both think they can be, yep. this is the type of opponent that you should be able to handle. Yes. It was, it was a home game. I know technically it wasn't a home game, but it certainly sounded like a home game. It did. You're coming off that, that big win against the Lakers. You're feeling good about things, and uh, you go and you, you take care of business. Well, I got to tell you, I don't know how big that Laker win is after they got blasted by Chicago. No, no, no. At the time, it was big, so we're still going to say it was a big win, Larry. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. Anything well, that I'm happens after that point doesn't matter. Ooh, Lakers got some issues. I, you know what I think they should do? Take the banner down. No, they, they won the banner. That's all that no. matters. They I won they that won big in-season tournament. I, I'm yeah. still trying to figure out how this impacts LeBron's legacy long-term. That's all that matters. It's another, it's that. another, it's another title for him. She's Absolutely, got, what, Jordan never titles. won any of those. <laughs> That's a. I mean, I didn't. I didn't even win participation trophies. So no. you know. Because they didn't have them back then. If you participated, that's what you were supposed to do. Right, that's what you were supposed to do, exactly. <laughs> you know, either, either you played or you didn't. If you didn't want to play, don't try out for the team. It's very simple. Very that's simple. how it goes. That's how Much it like tonight for the Knicks, very simple. It was. Never, I, never really felt like there was a ch- – and, and that's strange in an NBA I game. Know, really. I mean, there's a couple of st- – Gordon, I got to say, uh, I thought Julius Randle played very well tonight. Very well. I could take this Randall a lot. Mm-hmm. This, this Randall, this Randall could get him moved. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I don't know if he could go that far. But I, I mean, really, there was a lot of there was a lot to like tonight between Randall and uh, DiVincenzo was 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 hot. And yeah. uh, you know, Brunson, the numbers don't jump off the page at you, but uh, sixteen points, eight assists, seven rebounds. You'll take yeah. that every single time. Absolutely. Quickly well, does his what? job off the bench. Josh Everybody Hart had some good. nice contributions. 13, 13 rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Well, you know what? Since we're doing it, let's do our top stories right now. And we'll start with the Knicks. In the game you heard right here on 98.7 ESPN, Julius Randle had 26. Dante DiVincenzo added 23. Knicks beat the Nets 121-102. Their first victory in Brooklyn in four years. Emmanuel quickly, 19 points. As Gordon mentioned, Jalen Brunson finished with 16, 8, and 7. Knicks have swung this. Uh, now, I, see, I don't think this is really a basketball rivalry, to be no. honest. I, I don't look at it as a rivalry. I know some people do, but I don't think so. But, you know, listen, the Knicks haven't won there. The Knicks didn't beat the Nets when Durant and Irving were there. Mm-hmm. And since they've been gone, they've won all three meetings. <laughs> well, it can't be a rivalry if – the home fans get swallowed up by the road fans in their own building. Yeah. 
Uh, that's uh, you have to have a, some sort of a fan base. There has to be some hatred between the two sides. There are yeah. no two sides. There's one yep. side. There's one side. There's one side. The closest I think they had to a rivalry was when, uh, you know, Pierce and company were over with the Nets and Carmelo was over here. Mm-hmm. I think that was as close to a rivalry as they had. But it's not, it's not really a rivalry because, you know. It's tough. You have to have it so that there, there's at least – look, there's – between the Jets and Giants, there's always more Giant fans than Jet fans. Right. Same thing, Yankees, Mets. Yes. But at least it's in the ballpark. At least right. it's close. Right. Right. If the Mets were the team in town, there'd be more Met fans than Yankee fans. Same thing if the Jets ever got their act together, they would have, it would seem like, more fans than the Giants. Mm-hmm. With the Knicks and Nets, it's it's just so overwhelmingly one side. Yeah, it is. So. It is. Well, tough loss for the Nets, and they've struggled. They lost three on their own the West Coast, and now they lose to the Knicks tonight. And, you know, maybe they, get, they got a couple of winnable games coming up. They've got Detroit coming up, Gordon, so I think. Well, they if you got don't win twice. that one, then you really got problems. Yeah, you really do. Jets activated Aaron Rodgers to practice only. He's been practicing with the Jets since being designated to return on November 29th. Today was the final day for the Jets to activate him, or he would have returned to injured reserve for the rest of the season. So Coach Robert Sala said the Jets had roster flexibility to activate Rodgers so that he could keep practicing with the team, calling the move. Going to the next step in the quarterback's rehabilitation. Now, we know Rodgers announced yesterday on the Pat McAfee show he's not returning to the field. He would have pushed to play if the team had been in the playoff hunt. They're not. He's just happy to be practicing with the team. But Dan Olofsky on the Michael K show indicated that he didn't like Rodgers taking up a roster spot. I think that's a bad thing. I think that's a bad thing for your organizational philosophy. I think it's a bad thing and an unfortunate thing for that person who got cut. I mean, it's a cutthroat business. Everyone's aware of that. But I think it's a bad thing for that person if they lost out on three weeks of a paycheck. And you're bringing up a guy to your roster that isn't going to play. I know every situation's different. Like This is a moment where it's hard to say everything we do is going to be for the best thing for the football team to try to win games and then go, well, this person's not going to do anything for at least on game day for us to help to win the game on the field. Was Aaron not going to be around if he wasn't brought up to the roster? So I think it's odd and it's weird that, hey, not going to play, but he's going to be on the roster. Well, that's what the uh, that's what Aaron wanted, I would think, Gordon. That's because this way he can say, I made it back because he's on the active roster. Doesn't have to play, but since I was active, I did make it back, and I think that's something that means a lot to him. Well, this is just another example. This is just the more of uh, the fallout of, of Aaron Rodgers gets whatever Aaron Rodgers wants. Mm-hmm. It does make no sense for him to be activated to the 53-man roster when we know he's not going to play. Nope. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to make it out like uh, the guy Nick Bauden was not going to get cut maybe for something else anyway. Mm-hmm. But it just it's dumb. Um, but – we, we we all know where we're at, right? Yes. We're all we're all aware of the deal that the Jets have made. Aaron Rodgers gets whatever Aaron Rodgers wants. No question about it. So Mike Tannenbaum was on Bart and Han, Anita Marks in for Allen, and he was asked, Does Rodgers being committed for two years change the Jets offseason approach? No. And look, that's Aaron Rodgers, the competitor talking and I think we all love and appreciate that, but like the reality is that's 34 regular season games from now. That is a lifetime, an absolute lifetime. And I had the privilege of working with Dan Marino, being around Tesla Verde, Favre. All those guys would say the same thing, that what sent them home for their careers was their footwork and foot quickness. 
and it's that one-tenth of one percent, and no one's going to know until Aaron Rodgers plays next summer if he still has that legendary quickness in the pocket. So I'm, I don't know, Gordon. I mean, you're right. You don't know what you're getting, and in normal situations, if the offensive line wasn't as bad as it is, you would probably try to get one of the quarterbacks That's because that's, it's a deep quarterback draft. You probably try to get one of the quarterbacks just in case because you know you're going to need one going forward. But listen, the bottom line here is the Jet offensive line is so bad, Gordon, they have to take a lineman. Yeah, and you would think, I mean, are they going to win another game this year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if if uh, if Zach doesn't play this week, if it's not. Trevor Simeon, they're not winning that game. He's concussion. He's not not playing this week. Oh, he's is he's been ruled out for this week. I've seen. I did not see that. Was, I know he hasn't was, been cleared, but I did not see he was ruled out. He well, remains look, in con, remains yeah. in concussion protocol. Right. Um, if he doesn't play, if if Trevor Simeon has to play, I find it very hard to believe the Jets are going to win another game. So if they don't win another game, I think at worst they're going to have like the fifth pick. Mm-hmm. So if they're not in the quarterback market, you would think they should be able to get the number one offensive lineman that is on the board this year. Absolutely. And and they need. They need to remake the offensive line, and it looks like they're probably going to need two tackles. Uh, they're going to need five. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're going to need two starters right away. Absolutely. So whoever that first offensive lineman, I've been looking at some mock drafts. It's not close to being that time yet to finalize mm-hmm. anything. But whoever that number one offensive lineman is, that's the guy the Jets are going to pick. Speaking of the quarterbacks, uh, Anita and Bart asked Mike Tannenbaum, what does he think of Daniel Jones' future with the Giants? Yeah, Daniel Jones isn't the guy, and, and there's a number of reasons why. When you consider production, durability, and salary, for those three reasons, I don't think he's the long-term guy. So, again, I'm not saying he's great, but would you rather have someone like Gardner Minshew and $35 million a year or Daniel Jones? Is he better than Tommy DeVito? Yeah, probably but is he $40 million a year better than Tommy DeVito? So when you're building a team, salary and the context of what a player makes is a big part of the discussion. So I know his money is guaranteed next year, but if I'm the Giants, I can't assume that Daniel Jones is going to take us to where we want to go. So, Mike, are you saying the Giants should draft a quarterback? Yeah, I'm drafting a quarterback. Look, we'll see how it shakes out, but Drake May could possibly be there and then you're into the next group of guys that'll be include Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, amongst others. And if I'm the Giants, you know, until you have one, it's really gonna be hard to compete against Dak Prescott, against Jalen Hurts. So even with, you know, other questions around receiver, offensive line, if I'm the Giants and I'm picking five, I'm picking a quarterback. But see are they gonna pick five? They they, they could win well, this right week. now yeah, right now they're at six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what the damage that that winning streak did. Yeah. Because if they hadn't won those games, they'd be sitting at two with a very good shot of maybe getting to one. Yeah. But now you're sitting there, you're wondering, do they win another game? I, I guess maybe they could win one more. Uh, it, one more is is devastating. Yeah. Because right now they're at six. If they get to the teams that are at five wins, there are five teams, six teams that are at five. Then if you get to six, you're into another four or five teams. So you could go from six right now to 11. Mm-hmm. The last thing they need to do is win another game. Yep. Well, um, Harvey, I don't think you're winning this week. <laughs> I think it's going to be a very yeah, angry I think, I think that one's Philly safe. team. I, I, well, I'll say this. If the Eagles lose to the Giants, the Eagles have 
it's a five alarm fire. It is. There'll be a parade on my place, that's for sure. Right. And 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 we can and we could remove them, Gordon, from our Super Bowl picks. <laughs> yeah, that that's a sign that you got real problems, buddy. Last thing, the Mets acquired outfielder Tyrone Taylor and right-handed pitcher, starting pitcher Adrian Hauser from Milwaukee for pitching prospect Coleman Crow. Trade helps the Mets in two positions in the cost-effective way. You know, listen for the small market Brewers. It helps them. They shed some salary. Hauser expected to make five point six million, while Taylor was projected projected to make one point two million. So, Gordon, listen, it, it's it just seems like David Stern has been, Stearns has been doing a lot of depth on the mm-hmm. team. Some of these depth moves, and, and listen, you know, it's a long baseball season. It's not best. It's not terrible, but as we mentioned to Pat Ragazzo earlier in the week, that's where you start to see the Met fans say, "Wait a minute, this this." This is like the previous regime. These are the type of moves the previous regime made. Where's all the money? Where's everything going? So we'll see what happens on as we wait and wait and wait and wait about Yamamoto and where he's going. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the Mets need starters, right? They have Senga. They got Severino. Quintana, he's back, right? Yes. And then you got a bunch of question marks. So yep. if you get Yamamoto, fantastic. But if you don't, you need to have some depth. So um, maybe the fact that Stearns comes from Milwaukee, it's a deal with Milwaukee. This is something that he sees that he wants. So you got to kind of turn it over and trust in him, at least for the time being. I hope he knows these players, Gordon Damer. Well, he has to know these guys. He better. I hope he knows them. I yeah. hope he does. Those are the top stories. Some of them and a couple of other things we'll be chatting about inside this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We'll talk to you next. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Bridges open three right corner. That's no good. Brunson, another rebound. Number six for him. Final minute and a half. Nicks the ball up by nine. Randall from the left wing. Fakes the handoff to quickly. Wants to go to work on Bridges. Spins around him on the baseline. Nearly loses the handle. Gets it back. Flips it up and in. Panel Keith, Monica McNutt was the call here on 987 ESPN. Julius Randle, 26 points. Gordon, 12 straight 20-point games. The longest streak of his career, the longest streak by a Knicks player, says Carmelo Anthony in 2014 when he had 22 straight. Hardesty and Damer on ESPN New York tonight. He's played well, Gordon, I got to say. He has, and this is this is his value, right? Regular season, you know what you're going to get from him. Regular season, he's going to give you the points. He's going to give you the rebounds most nights. He might frustrate you at times, but he'll play almost every single night. Uh, he'll give you what you, you're looking for from him during the regular season. That's not the question. Right. We just need him to step it up in the postseason. And I will say this for him. I I, I really enjoy him punishing people in the paint this year. I mean, he's made a he's done it before, Gordon, but I really like him making a concerted effort to do so. Now, for me, there's occasions when I just want him to just make the move. You've made you 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 backed in, just turn and shoot. There was a couple of times when Dinwiddie was over him. I'm like, just turn and shoot over it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Say say, you know, because the longer you do, the longer you dribble, you know, somebody drops down, strip the ball, now we're going the other way. But for the most part, he, he's played really well. He's played well. And, uh, you know, him and, and Brunson have been that two-headed monster that you really like. And while, you know me, I'm old school, I say it again, I like a little more size on my team. And, again, when you face Milwaukee, that could be an issue. But, I mean, you had 
Brunson had eight rebounds. Josh Hart had 13. So other guys have been, you know, trying to hit the boards to try to minimize some of those, some of those deficiencies, especially off the glass. And you think about where we were after, you know, basically the first month of the season where he was not looking right, mm. uh, was not scoring like he did. He's kind of picked it up since then uh, and has certainly done so again this month. So uh, his numbers are starting to, his numbers are starting to look like what you expect from Randall in the regular yep. season, you know, yep. roughly 25 points, roughly, you know, seven, eight, nine rebounds a game. So mm-hmm. uh, it's starting to round into form. What I like also tonight, the efficiency was better. He's just under 50%. You know, some of these 8 for 24, mm-hmm. you know, seven, not not a lot of those recently. He's been more efficient. No, so absolutely. You, you like that. You like that part of his game. So, listen, he's played well. There's nothing you can say. We've criticized him enough. We'll give him the credit that he's performing well. Oh, by the way, my, let me make an apology. Alan Hahn did work on this show today. I listened to them yesterday, and he wasn't ah, there. Okay. And so I got my days mixed up. Gordon, when you're a day away from vacation. Right. <laughs> you know, they start to run into you. Oh, you're, in your mind, you're already there, Larry. I understand. <laughs> Trust me. So, I'm the king of that. So, Alan Hahn, I apologize. You were at work today. Uh, for everybody, John Winthrop, Alan Hahn was at work today. Let's make sure we get that clear. Well, I would hope that John Winthrop would know that he was at work today. Well, you know, John might He's have only been finding out at uh, 11 o'clock at night. That's, that's a, John that's might a, have been, you know, it's that time of year. John, John might have been busy doing, you know, schedules for next year. He's busy. That man. is possible. That busy is true. Man. 1-800-919-3776. Let's start out with uh, Spike in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Hey, boys. First of all, I wanted to call and make sure I wished you both a happy, healthy New Year. Merry Christmas, because I don't know the schedule. It's impossible to find out unless Larry tells me. But you guys I, That's the same way for me, it. Spike. I don't know until Larry <laughs> yeah. tells me. I, I know, I know. It's what it is. But anyway, as far as the Nick game goes, I know you still got to talk about football and and to go through the machinations of uh, of an island uh, post game show to wait for our guys as Buddha calls us. But anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm just thanking you for a wonderful year and good luck. And and I think the Knicks look pretty good. I told Larry before the game, let Cam Thomas listen. Those Chuck and Duck guys, they're not efficient. And um, uh, and I think Hartenstein can play 30, 35 minutes a game. He's a tough SOB, guys, but. Uh, Randall's playing better, and uh, this game is supposed to win, albeit they didn't beat them for quite a while uh, over there. But uh, let's we got a tough back-to-back with Milwaukee. I'll take a split mm-hmm. right now. I think we'd all agree for that. The yep. size is uh, a problem. But, uh, you know, the main thing is the record's where it should be about now, and the turnovers are down, and they beat a team. Uh, listen, Brooklyn doesn't have much size either. So, uh, But Mikel uh, Bridges had a horrible night. He couldn't hit struggling. the side of a barn. Yeah, and the minus is Cam Thomas is just a scorer. He he can't guard anybody. So take the win, move on to the next game. You got a couple of days off, and I'm happy where we are. So let's beat Milwaukee once. And uh, I even saw Orlando. You know, the beginning basketball season is very long. It's a lot of games. Just get in position. If we make a deal, we do. If we don't. Just don't force a deal. And again, thank you guys for it's been wonderful uh, participating and talking to you guys on a regular basis. Thank you as well, Spike. Just appreciate it. Thank you. Conversation continues here on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. They were one for six on threes in the third quarter before that one. Brunson splits two defenders. Steven Chenzo, right side, three-pointer. Knocks it down, and Dante's feeling it again. 
Gordon, that's the DiVincenzo I saw in Milwaukee. Yeah. That's the DiVincenzo I saw with Golden State. That's the DiVincenzo I was longing for with the Knicks. The three-point guy, he was he was in rhythm tonight, and he was outstanding. Boy, you talk about stretching the field, stretching the court. And the other thing, too, which I really loved, they pushed the pace a lot. That up-tempo, even on made baskets or missed baskets, they were just – they were determined, we're going to get some easy shots. Because normally, Gordon, you know, we sit here and we talk about, God, this Nick offense, it works so hard to get shots. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Not tonight. No. The, tonight it was, uh, again, uh, really, you get into that second half, it didn't really feel like uh, they were going to be threatened uh, at any point, especially with the way Brooklyn was shooting. For DiVincenzo, it, you've gotten some glimpses like tonight. You just haven't gotten that consistency so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, now nah, I don't think he's going to score twenty three points. I don't mean like that, but you, it feels like it's it's hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah. Um, and it took a little while even to get a few hot games. It felt like so. Uh, it's a new team. He's fitting in. It's a group that's been together for a little while. So maybe that's an adjustment period there as well that has to be uh, taken care of. But uh, good to see from him tonight for sure. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing before we get to the calls, I'm, I'm checking out the Boston Sacramento game right now, mm-hmm. and you know Tatum is out. The game he hurt hurt his ankle or something in the last game that they played, and this is where <clears throat> this is where depth is so big for you. Is Porzingis now has moved up to the third guy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So now you have a third guy who's got some length, who's got some size, who can hit the three that you have that's accountable. And so you know they got off to the slow start, uh, but you know Boston's up now. They, Gordon, 20, 28, I think it's 28 combined threes in the first half of this game. It's yeah, not a lot of D. 66. Not a lot of defense. 74-66 at the half. That's not, oh. uh, that's not a, That's like a third-quarter score. It is. It, but that's the league this year, Gordon. Yeah. The shooting is scoring is up, 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 up. There's six, uh, six guys in double figures. I mean, the six guys, 30 or more. A lot of right. scoring in the NBA this year. Lot yeah. Uh, I can't remember. What was I watching uh, – Around the horn, mm-hmm. I think about it. They were talking about Deion, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, you know, scoring thirty points a game, and he's sixth yep. in, in the league. <laughs> he's not even leading the league at thirty points a game. Nope. He's he's taking. He's a really good player. He is a very good player. He's yep, a really absolutely. good player, and he's taking another step. Mm-hmm. Remember the Knicks almost had him. Remember there was yeah. this rumor, the trade mm-hmm. that he was supposed to be made, and it was turned down. Oof. Let's see, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton. But then you don't get you don't you, you probably don't get Bronson. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm happy where I am now. Yes. I'm happy where I am now. I'm good. I have a competitive team that that is possibly a top four or five team in the conference and will make the playoffs. I'm good. At that point, Gordon, then I'm like uh, I'm like the sabermetricians in baseball. When you get to the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. Just get me to the playoffs. Right, yeah. Uh, well, you're, you're going to need a larger sample size to know kind of where – because everybody's just jumbled up right now. I know. I know they are. Beyond those those top three teams who are clearly separated themselves, everybody else from from four to eight is kind of all jumbled up. They are. They are. But it's good to see that the the, the Knicks were able to handle the Nets, right? Like, you don't yeah, – the finally. last thing you need is another team getting into the mix somehow. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And see, Gordon, this is where you want that consistency. 
the Nets are struggling. You're supposed to beat them. Absolutely. A good team, that's what you do. Now, Milwaukee, you go out there. They're better. They're bigger. You go out there. You do the best you can. You're competitive. Hopefully, you get a split. Listen, I want a sweep. You know me. I'm greedy. But I'll take a split. You know, but but that you know when you play the better teams, you just want to go in there punching and do the best you can. But teams like the Nets struggling, teams with lesser records than you, you're supposed to get rid of them, beat them. That's what that's what good teams do. Now I get it. I am not the the biggest NBA guy mm-hmm. in the world. I, I I like the Knicks. I'm not an NBA fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Gotcha. Um, but I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Not that I have any understanding of any league's salary cap. There are more intricacies of the NBA salary cap. There was a report that the Knicks have applied for an, a disabled player exception worth $7.8 million as they kind of deal with, with Mitchell Robinson. And it looks like it's possible he could miss the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never heard of a disabled player exception before in my life. Is that is that something that's routine? I, I I have to be honest. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Disabled I have not heard of it either. I have seven point eight million. There's so many of these terms, and reporters use these terms like I have any idea what they're talking about. Yeah. So, but I guess that, the big news there is that Mitchell Robinson. He, we knew he wasn't coming back anytime soon. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But might be done for the year. Yeah. Might be. So they got to find somebody to replace that's, him. That's a huge. That is a huge loss. Huge. So does that mean now you, you go you 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 go towns hunting? I know you don't like him. I know you don't like the contract. <sighs> I know you don't. I get it. No. I know you don't. But I'm just saying. Now mm. do you do you think about going towns hunting? Do you think I don't. It? But I, you'd have to think that they're going to have to do something if you're mm-hmm. if you're losing him for the entire season. Mm-hmm. See, I. My issue with that is you're, you're you're playing so well right now with the five you have starters, mm-hmm. and now you got to bring somebody else in that mix. That's another score. Uh, yeah, it's it's that's you know, not really. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you should be able to find a better. Well, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do, but I don't think that you need as big a scorer in right. that role. You need more of a you need more of a defensive defense guy. presses, right? That, that gives you ten. Give me ten and ten. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Ten double digits. I'm good from the center position. Ten, ten, couple of blocks, solid on the boards, rim defender. I'm good. I'm good right now. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. I bet you start hearing the town stuff spark up again. Although, well, if I'm it's Minnesota, been a couple of weeks. If I'm Minnesota, the way I'm playing, I'm not moving anybody. I mean, they've got their best record like forever. They're rolling right now, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I wouldn't move anyone in miss... Minnesota. Right. Let's go but back they're... to the phones. Yeah. Yeah. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry, GD. Shout out to the company. Uh, I definitely wanted to chime in on tonight's Nick win. I thought it was pretty much a good win, needed win to pretty much separate us from the pack. And kind of like you mentioned earlier, since, you know, Brooklyn really didn't have much size, they kind of – couldn't really bother us. And that's the thing that, you know, really concerns me for the future with this team, uh, with, with Mitch Robinson gone. We, 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 we desperately need size. And, you know, from a trade standpoint, 
The last thing I want to entertain is a six-one shooting guard who just averages twenty-eight points when we kind of already have that, and and we have that in our point guard. So it, we already got that role filled out. We kind of need more of a three and D guy who could possibly move R.J. Barrett to a shooting guard position where pretty much you would have a six-hit shooting guard, you know, defending defending other, you know, guards and having, you know, that 3-and-D person pretty much make, make the difference from a length standpoint. When we do face those teams against the Bucks and the Bostons where they can match up with us not only from going small but also but when they put on their pick, it won't be, you know, monstrous for Randall or whoever or Hardenstein have to overcome but this is um I'll take the win it's something that they need to kind of focus on and we'll see we'll see what comes we'll see what comes up with the season guys all right Jose thanks for the phone call I mean Gordon is it maybe because it was the Nets I thought this was a, a really impressive win not to the same impressive win as with the Lakers Right. Okay, because I understand the caliber, but I meant from the the ball movement, the passing. There was there was movement, a lot more movement because they pushed the basketball. That you know, we sit here and we criticize them. Oh, they just pound the basketball, and you know, because you know all these guys are just pounded and pounded and pounded. I mean, they moved the ball. I mean, you know, I was entertained by them tonight because I saw the the ball move much better than it had been. I don't care who the okay who the opposition is, I like to see ball movement, and you got that tonight. Yeah, and I, I, look, it doesn't hurt that the Nets couldn't throw it in the ocean, especially early on. So mm-hmm. um, that um, the Knicks were able to take advantage, and uh, sometimes we've seen when they come out hot like that to start the game, it it, it tends to dissipate, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you get into the fourth quarter, and it, you're all it's it's down to the wire. That was not the case tonight. So um, no, I look. I think that they probably were happy with the, the road trip that they had, especially mm-hmm. with the way it ended. Yeah. And, uh, you know, carry that out. And, and, and I, I would guess that they kind of knew that they hadn't won in Brooklyn in, yeah. in a while. So that yeah. was probably something that they wanted to do. And, and um, every win right now is important. So yes, 16, 16 and 11 just sounds a whole lot better than 15 and 12. It does. Yeah. Especially when that 12th loss would have been to a team that's lost three in a row. Yeah. And also coming off a trip out west. west. West Coast trip, yeah. And to be fair, I mean, you know, you should have beaten Utah. Yes. To start that road trip. You yeah. Know? I mean, we look yeah. back on it now. It's okay because you, you, you won the last one, so you split mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, Gordon, you should have beaten Utah. I mean, that would Absolutely. Been, I mean, you know, 17 to 10 looks even better than 16 to 11. Yeah, no, no question. <laughs> no question. But I'll take the, but I'll take right, the 16 But when the story starts out bad and you, and you have something good yes, at the end, absolutely. at least it, it salvages it a little bit. No question about it. We'll continue the conversation with you on the phones next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, Joel Embiid had over 50 points tonight. Somewhere Buddha is extremely happy. He dominated the Wolves tonight. He was just Yeah, he's been awful. sensational. He's been really good. Mm-hmm. He's been really, really good. Yeah, and I think about how their season started, and it seemed like there was – a whole bunch of uh, issues that they had to deal with, the whole Harden situation and everything else. <laughs> it, 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 it couldn't be uh, it couldn't be going any better right now. Well, no I, mean, I guess it could be going somewhat. I mean, they could be oh, the number one series, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, but given the the Knicks season, 
Uh, yep. Excuse me, given the, the jet season, yep. how that's gone. Yeah, he's turned the page. He has. Turned the page. Him and Maxi, he's good. It's about oh. damn time. Yeah. <laughs> I think Buddha has more drops than I do. He definitely has more than me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even close. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Fellas, the Knicks are at uh, 1611. That's 49 and 33. I'll take it. You know, that's good. And uh, if you had one choice, you only have one vote. You take Randall or you take Brunson for the All-Star team? I would take Brunson because Randall went last year. And absolutely. I saw Brunson absolutely same reasoning year. for me. Of, yeah. Okay. You know, to me, there's no dominant team in the NBA, really. Everybody's jumbled together. I see 15 teams as far as I'm concerned. Now, I don't know if all 15 have an equal shot, but, you know, that old uh, thing where you thought there were dominant teams, you don't see it. And, uh, fellas, listen to this. Let's say Dame Lillard wins a championship with Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. All right, Larry? I'm going to yep. go back on to you. Uh-oh. First we had Oscar. He yep. came, right, the star point guard, mm-hmm. and Kareem won. Yes. Then we had Magic, came to the Lakers, and Kareem won again. Yep. Then we had Dennis Johnson go to the Celtics with Larry, mm-hmm. and then the Celtics won. Mm-hmm. You had Tony Parker come to the Spurs with uh, uh, Duncan. Now, Duncan had won without Tony Parker. Yep. Just like Giannis won without Lillard. Yes. But uh, uh, Tony Parker came, and then uh, San Antonio won. And then you had Jay Kidd come mm-hmm. for Nowitzki, and yep. he won. So if Lillard comes and wins with Milwaukee, there's you know some sort of parallel there that I, that I find kind of interesting. One other thing, well, to, well, I'll be quick. Load management. For all the bad things load management is, if we had load management, you wouldn't have seen 20-game losing streaks like you did with San Antonio and Detroit because you know teams would have rested their players against them, and those teams might have snuck in wins here and there because the best players weren't playing against uh, those you know, strong teams. So, you know, that's the one bad caveat about all this uh, load management, you know, or the tournament or to keep things going. You know, teams were more competitive, so the bad teams really became exposed, and that's why you see these – uh, old, you know, long or losing streaks. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Hi, Richard. Thank, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, there, there is a... And it's funny because when you add guards to those teams that had really good big men, Gordon, that, that mm-hmm. Richard mentioned, uh, I mean, for for Kareem, then Lou Alcindor, it was a godsend because you had a guy who, you know, was a phenomenal player. He, he was Mr. Triple-Double, you know, Back in the day, I mean, he did a whole season where he averaged the triple double, uh, before it became Russell Westbrook who was Mr. Triple Double now, and just the experience and just the you know the ability. Back then, because of the way the game was played, you needed somebody to help get your big man the ball in the right position, and so for Robertson, it was perfect, Gordon, because for him he could shoot, so you had to play him as a defender, and then he could also because of his ability, strength, get to the basket, he could dish it off to Kareem and make some shots. Same thing with Magic, who, you know, would always, whenever they needed the basket, we're, we're waiting. We're going to wait for the big fella to come on down here. No just more, to, uh, yeah. no, his no point more about the, the load management stuff, yes. um, the Pistons would need a lot of load management. Yeah. They would need a lot. A lot. I mean, they've lost 24 games in a row. Oh, God. 24 in a row. And counting. And counting, yeah. Because it's not over. 
Right. And the Spurs lost, what was it, 19 in a row? 18 yes. in a row? Ooh. It was a ton in a row there as well. So, Ooh. yeah, they would need. Again, the Wizards uh, are, are 4 and 22. They're still two games out of last. Unbelievable. Porzingis just came down on uh, Sabonis' leg, twisted his ankle. Oh, boy. And so now he is sitting on the bench. And that's not good for Boston. Not no. For Boston. Well, uh, they, they are now going to learn the life of Kristaps Porzingis. You know, at, at times you'll, you'll have him and you'll think, boy, this guy's fantastic. There's nothing this right. guy can't do. That's right. Why did all these other teams give up on him? Yeah. Availability. That's, that's a key. Availability. And now they're going to do the same thing they did in the, in the Nick Net game. They're going to look and see if it was flagrant. <laughs> that, that Sabonis stuck his leg out. I don't think he stuck his leg out. I just think that, you know. He's a big guy, yeah. yeah right. He came on Two big It happens all the time. Right. It happens all the time in the league. And that, that, that flop that they called in the Nick game, that was. Oh, come on, stop. Uh, stop. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? That wasn't a flop. I mean, you know, give me a break. Uh, Dennis is in South Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey, guys. How you doing? Larry, I talked to you in the beginning of the season about Robert Sala's job status. And we said that if they didn't do well this year, actually, you, you kind of agreed with me, that you could see him getting the boot. Now that, now that uh, Aaron Rodgers, quasi-owner, GM, whatever you want to call him, came out yesterday and says that he loves these guys and he wants them back, would that pretty much solidify them all coming back? I don't know, Dennis, because I still have to see how this season ends. I mean, if, if, so you, let's say right. let's say hypothetically, and it's possible, but let's say hypothetically they lose their their last three. I mean, Dennis. Right. I mean, you know, stuff would be thrown around. People would be upset. I, I don't know that you would bring him. I, I don't know, Dennis. It's hard to say. I, I don't know that they were bringing back. I understand what you know what uh, Aaron Rodgers is saying. I get it. He he likes all the guys. I understand. I understand in theory that it would be the thing to do because of the situation. That why why let one person go where you need to change everything and you just bring everybody back for uh, next year and let's see if we can get it done. So I understand the logic behind that and the symmetry that it would help. Okay, and the fact that you have to make a move and, you know, you, you don't want these, you wouldn't want these same folks picking the next set of coaches and players. I get it, but losing three in a row, Gordon, especially losing to this Washington team on Sunday, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I will say I would have to think that if, if, if Wilson doesn't play, they have no shot of winning. I don't think that they're going to win a game with Trevor Simeon. Now, let me ask you this. Is it possible Rodgers is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers? And he's putting this out there because he knows that, that he has a reputation for being the shadow GM. Mm-hmm. So that if they do get rid of Robert Sala after this season, he can say, well, look, I, I wanted him back. I was, I, I was a big fan of him. I, it's not me doing this. Is that possible? I like I li- absolutely. Absolutely. Because he, <laughs> uh, what, what does Michael say? Uh, I'm looking out for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Rodgers is looking out for him. And he saw this team. He, he's been around the team, Gordon. He knows what's going on in that locker room. And, you know, guys are putting forth the best effort. And, and some of them, and it's always different depending on who you speak with, right? Some may feel that the team is losing, the locker room is, is distraught, that Salah's lost the locker room. And others may feel that he hasn't lost the locker room. 
So you just really don't know. But, I mean, if they lose these last three, and I get what you're saying about Simeon, but Gordon. I don't man, see how they win any of these games. If they lose. If they the lose cu- see, now, like if, if they had a line that could play and keep him protected, I, I, maybe he can make some throws. He has no foot speed whatsoever. Yeah, I know. He ha- he is so slow, and it's like everything's happening in slow motion. Yeah. So I, I just don't see any way they win any games. If he's going to be the guy moving forward, um, I, I don't see how they win any of these games. <laughs> Couldn't you see this, Gordon? Couldn't you see Simeon hurt ripping plays? Then ripping hurts, and who's who's the third string quarterback? I have no idea. Do you know? I don't. I don't know who it is. Well, look, maybe maybe Rippin might be. I, I don't know. I've not. I, I know I've seen him at some point. I don't remember um, seeing him play Rippin. Mm-hmm. But maybe he has a little bit more physical tools that he might be able yeah. to get out of harm's way a little bit more. Yeah. And and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that we're either of. It doesn't matter who's playing against the Browns. I w- I'm not expecting the Jets to, no, to not beat the Browns. Game. No, they're not winning that game. It, it, I guess it's possible if the defense goes crazy and they get three turnovers and turn one in for a touchdown. They would have to, the running game would have to be outstanding. Right. And, and the commanders are dreadful. They are atrocious defensive. They are the Jets are the worst offense. The commanders are the worst defense. Well, so how could they not be? They Sunday, traded two of their best players. <laughs> Sunday, something's got to give. It's the opposite of the immovable object against the irresistible force, whatever, the resistible force against the very movable object. So you're telling me there's a chance. There is a chance. Okay. All right. I hope so, because, you know, it would be nice to see a Jet win in their building on Christmas Eve. Here's the thing. Do you want to win at this point? Well, I mean. What does a win do for you if you're the Jets? If you're a Jet fan, what does a win do for you? But I, I'm not talking about the fans right now. I'm talking about coaching staff. Your job's yeah. on. Your job yeah. could be on the line here, Gordon. I, I, I don't know. Seems like here. everything's been decided already. Aaron's spoken, Larry. Yeah. Aaron has said it. No, we're all yeah, good. But, right, but we also thought that Aaron was going to come back and play, even yeah. though they weren't going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, it and seems like, like the pressure's uh-oh. off now. He was There's like, nothing uh-oh. to prove. Oh, no. Aaron got hurt four plays into the season. Nothing we can do. All these you other know. teams could do. Ah, there's nothing we can do. You know, <laughs> Aaron's like, uh-uh, uh, I got her four play. I I know what that's like. I'm not going that offensive line. Nope, oh my God. I'm good. I'm good. I'll be standing right here where it's safe. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I'm given the Jets' history. I'm a little concerned with them standing on the sidelines. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Never mind actually in a game. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, that, I mean, would that be the most Jets thing? Would that be the most Jets thing in the world? And it would turn around the first positive move they've made towards next season by saying you're not playing. And that, right. that's the first. That's yeah. the, that's he should have been playing this whole time. Move. He would have been safer on the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he belongs up in the booth with. Uh, with well, look, uh, if he were to get hurt, then it, it, it would be, you would be forced to say we, we have to we have to we can't count on him next that's year. Right. We, we got it. We got to start moving fresh. on. And then we're everybody's in trouble. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Take this coming from the devious mind of a Miami Dolphin fan. Look, I put myself <laughs> this is coming from a place of 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 goodness, of, of wholesomeness. I am not okay. looking to ruin the Jets. When I'm when I want to ruin the Jets, I will tell you I want to ruin the Jets. Okay. 
But this is me. I, I honestly, if it were my team, yes. the last thing I would want to do is, is run a win. back. Is and, a and, win. The, yeah. and absolutely the worst thing I could have is a, is a win. Yeah. Every, with everything that's riding on next year, everything that was riding on this year is riding on next year only more. Right. Yeah. Because there's, there's, now there's no uh, safety nets. Now there's nothing that can save anybody. If it doesn't work next year, people are certainly getting fired, and you'll have the added pressure of, hey, we're going to have another top five pick. Mm-hmm. So we should be able to add. Yeah. Everything is go. It's a win-now team next year. Yep. Everybody knows the deal going in. I don't want to hear. There's no excuses for anybody. Injury ineffectiveness, salary cap, nothing. Everything's got a fire next year or everybody's out. Pressure. That's a lot of pressure. That is a lot lot of pressure. Everybody's got to get it right. Everybody's got to get it right. Coaches, GM, scouting. GM especially. Everybody's got to get it right. Everybody. We'll continue the conversation with more of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, Gordon, Jason Aldean's Highway Desperado Tour is coming to Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater on Friday, July 12th. And the PNC Bank Arts Center on Saturday, July 13th. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. How do you do it? Simple. Scroll down the contest, submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster. Hardestine Damon till the top of the hour. Gordon Porzingis stayed in the game. I'm impressed. Look at that. I'm impressed. He stayed in. Well, they're up by 24. So they might they might need to consider uh putting him sitting him down. But I think their thought process was if we if, if we loosen that sneaker, <laughs> right. We'll deal with that, right. Then ankles go triple in size. Mm-hmm. So we'll just, you know, we'll play, wait till we play now and we'll deal with later later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Johnson, South Florida. What's up, John? Yeah, gentlemen, do you think uh, – I think that uh, the, uh, the Patriots, there's nothing that Belichick would like better, not only to beat the Jets like he always does, but if it comes down – imagine if it comes down to head-to-head because they're only down by two games on the Jets, and uh, there's nothing he'd like better for the Jets to, to finish down in the cellar. So uh, – and uh, the other thing, and I was wondering if I, I could ask you and then hang up, do you think that any team in the NFL can compete with the Dolphins' offense? I mean, whether it's Tua, who definitely looks like he's got the MVP locked up, do you think? And then the, the uh, wide receivers uh, and the running backs, it's just unbelievable that they can put up, you know, 30, 40 points at will. I don't want to jinx them. Uh, but I think that there uh, there's no such thing as a lock, but they they're by far the best team to win the Super Bowl. Well, uh, all right, John. Thanks for the phone call. I'll let Gordon say that answer it. But for me, I'll just say they are a fabulous looking team. Uh, I still like San Francisco a little better than them. I think San Francisco is the well, better. Well, look, I, you have to go out and beat a team that's good. Uh, the Dolphins have, have made their bones here by beating up on a lot of bad teams. They've not beaten a team so far with a winning record. Now the good news is they'll get their chance. And, you know, the idea, well, they haven't beaten anybody with a good uh, winning record. The only teams they play with a winning record are the Chiefs, the Bills, 
Uh, and they played one more. Oh, the Eagles. And the mm-hmm. Eagles and the Chiefs were playing much better at that time. Um, I don't look at the I, I don't look at the Dolphins as some lock to win the Super Bowl. You can the Dolphins are great. They're like a fine. They're like a, an F one car, mm. like a Formula One car. Mm-hmm. When everything's cooking, it looks fantastic. Yeah. But if one little thing goes wrong, it can fall apart very quickly. And the way things go wrong is taking on a team that's more physical than them. Yeah. They have not shown that they can deal with, with physicality, and I think that that's kind of why the Bills had their way with them earlier in the season. So uh, the Dolphins will have their chance to show what they can do. They, they, they play the Cowboys this week. They still have the Ravens, and they finish with the Bills, and then it's on to the playoffs, assuming they, they get in. Uh, it's not going to get any easier. I, I, I would sign for let's, – let's walk before we can run. Let's win a playoff game for the first time since 2000. Um. Can they win the division? They should win the division. But they're going to have to win a couple of games here. If they, I think if they win, if they can win two of these, if they can win either against the Ravens or this week against the Cowboys, they're home this week, uh, and then beat the Bills at home, right? You're saying you're better than the Bills. Well, beat the Bills at home. I think you beat the Bills at home. Uh, yeah, this, if, you win, if you win two of those games, you're going to win your division. So This Cowboys and, game is interesting to me because it, it, it's a team that has a winning record, but it's a team that struggles on the road. Yes, they're not the same team. They're not the same team on the road. And they've not uh, – I think they've, they've beaten one – two good teams. They beat the Eagles, and right. I think they beat the Seahawks as well, and the Seahawks had a winning record at that time. So uh, it's not like they're rolling up the, the quality wins either. So nope. uh, this is a game – and I'm surprised that Dallas is only uh, getting a point and a half on the road. I mean, I was surprised by that. So um, Are they sure is, about Tyreek Hill? I, I do not know. I See, that know. might be that that yeah, that could a, be the difference, a, right? You got you got to have him back. It, it's mm-hmm. one thing to beat the Jets, uh, and by the way, did you yes. see the the latest episode? Probably not the latest episode of Hard Knocks. I did not. I have not seen it yet. Uh, if you're a Jet fan, it would have to. It would make you even sicker than when you watched it originally, because it was almost like the Dolphins were mocking the Jets. Mm-hmm. They were mocking them. Uh, they have audio and video of McDaniel coming out and say, oh, this feels like a one-play drive to Waddle. Uh, and he sees how the Jets lined up, and he, mm-hmm. and you can tell he knows it's going to be a touchdown even before the play is snapped. Mm. He can just mm-hmm. look at the way that the Jets lined up defensively, and he knew it was going to be there, and sure enough, it was. It was like they were mocking them on the sidelines. Well, they mocked them in the first game, Gordon. I mean, yeah. the, every time they sacked the quarterback, they were doing Quinn and Williams sack dance. Yeah, yeah. So they they mocked was, them. They mocked them all season. It was uh, if you were a Jet fan, I could not imagine that. Um, and Christian Wilkins is is, is uh, screaming at Zach Wilson like he came close to a sack, and he's yelling at Zach, "I need a sack, Zach. Just hold on to the ball a little longer. I, I need one." <laughs> I mean, that is that's tough. Yeah. That's a tough no situation, man. No question. But you know what? Change it. Yeah, well, you got to you change you know, it. Next right? season, change it. Do, it yourself, do right? something. They're not going to do it for you. No, no. Do, do something about it. You know, if, if you're angry or you're, you look at that and you shake your head, you know what that means? You're not good enough. Go out there and get better. That's what you have to do. That's- I will say this. If Rodgers is able to come back next year, Mm-hmm. 
He was saying that Tua's a lock for the MVP. That's not the case either. I don't think mm-hmm. Tua's going to be the MVP. If Rodgers is able to come back next year and take this group, largely the same group, and get them not just to the playoffs but a Super Bowl, he's, the, he's a lock for the MVP. <laughs> that might be his greatest accomplishment of all time, <laughs> to take this team and not just get them into the playoffs for the first time in uh, a, a, a decade and a half, basically, mm-hmm. but also get them on a playoff run. Wow, that's impressive. It would be. It would be. But uh, it can't be the same team. Well, but a large part of it's going to be you, you'd like to keep the defense together as much as possible. Yep. You have to add some pieces on offense, Lots. notably the five guys in the front. <laughs> Lots. That, that, Lots that of block. pieces offensively. Right. Well, Lots you need an offensive pieces. line, another receiver. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. That's it. That's just it. An offensive Simple, line. right? You get those and a at Costco. Quarterback, just in case. Right. You go up the. You go up and down the, the aisles at Costco. Eventually, you get to the offensive line section. You yeah. Just pick them up. And it's bare. <laughs> They're waiting to be restocked. Yes. <laughs> they don't. They don't turn those over quite as fast as those rotisserie chickens. Those things. No, they that don't. that's a machine. Oh. The way they crank those things out yeah. of it. Those are running backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. There's always, yeah. there's always a running back you can find. You can always mm-hmm. get a running back. Okay. Yep. You can always get a speedy running back. And then you worry about, you know, pass blocking and picking up the blitz and all that other stuff later. But you can get a running back down that aisle. Over this aisle where the offensive linemen are, not so much. It's, 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 you know what it's like, Gordon? It's like going into the supermarket during COVID. That's what it's like, trying to get an offensive lineman. Well, they, they will almost certainly have their pick of the litter. Yeah, they will. If they don't win another game, uh, I was saying before, were they six? Yeah. Uh, if they don't win another game the rest of the year, you think that they're going to be Yeah, uh well no, excuse me. They're 7 right now. The Jet the Giants are 6. Okay. Well, I don't know if they're going to win that many more games. I think that they at least have maybe a chance to win another game more than the Jets because the Jets quarterback situation is so murky, but if you're mm-hmm. sitting there top 5, you figure the two quarterbacks are going to go before you go. Right. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be off the board by the time you go. Maybe, right. I don't know, another quarterback. I don't know. I'd have to take a look at what the, the, the mock drafts look like a little closer to the time. But mm-hmm. you're picking top five. You're almost certainly going to have the best offensive lineman sitting there for you. So la- last game of the season, what does Belichick do? Does Belichick he's, – he's not going to lose. But no, I can't imagine he would. But, but if he did – they would, they would have a win, and that would put them further down in the draft order. Well, I mean, does he care about what they're going to draft if he's not going to be back there? Yeah, but I don't know that he's going to be back. The, 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 the better move to screw the Jets is for the Patriots to lose that game. But I don't think that Belichick cares That's about what I'm any saying. of that. Yeah, so That's what I'm saying. I think, I think the Patriots are going to go into that game looking to win, whether or not they're able to win it. That's another, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, that's, as that's another complete different story. Uh, their, their defense is still good, Gordon. It's their excellent. defense has still been good. Yep, and it's so, excellent. And if you can't score, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can't score. It, it, it's an issue. So, How many have the Jets lost to the Patriots in a row? 15? Oh, God. I've lost track. I've lost track. They never beat them. It's a, it's incredible that you've lost fifteen games in a row to one team. Yep. He has their number, and he enjoys it. 
Oh my god. He enjoys Remember it. Remember that one against Gase where he did the thing with the punting and it, it yes. screwed up the clock and he was standing on the sideline and he was you could tell he was snickering under his breath. Yep. That man has held and I don't, I don't get why he hates the Jets as much as he has. They were offering him the It wasn't like they turned him down for the job. Right. They wanted him to have the job. Yeah. They yep. offered him the they had a contract to give him the job. Exactly. Exactly. And he has hated them ever since. He oh my God! The, the level—it's—it's—it's. It's, I admire it in some ways, but it is kind of weird. <laughs> and then to make it worse, for, from his standpoint, you went out and you took a guy off my my coaching team in in my my coaching tree in Mangini, and and you know got to the postseason with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was it. He was in. Oh, that was that was it. He was he was just done then for sure. Oh, you'll never win another game against me. Oh, never ever ever. And then, Gordon, to top it off, to top it off, Bart Scott's can't wait game. Now he's been, he's just done. Done. He's done. They'll never win another game. Never win another game against me. He's been, he's just. Well, look, this might be, this might be the last time he coaches against the Jets. See, that, that's interesting. I'm going to give you, we'll talk about that next. I have some thoughts on that. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. But let's say hypothetically they lose their their last three. I mean, Dennis. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, I I know everybody has thought the popular idea is that Bill Belichick is going to be out. But I just don't think it's going to be that easy. I I really believe that... uh, Kraft is going to force a team to make a deal where they're going to have to give up some compensation for him. I mean, that's what I would do if I was Kraft. They've been down that road before, right, with uh, yeah. with Parcells and with Belichick, um, yep. all those type of things. I was doing the math. Mm-hmm. It is 15 in a row. It's unbelievable. In the Robert Sala era, he is now 0-5 against Belichick. Mm-hmm. And the Jets have been outscored in those games 126 to 49. Ooh. Domination. And that's with two pretty close games the last two they played. This year, 15 10. Last year, 10 3. Mm-hmm. What the F? <laughs> but that is. Mm. I can't imagine them getting up for that game of the. I mean. <laughs> Give them the performance we saw against the Dolphins this past week. If they if they weren't up for that one, what's it going to be like? Last week of the regular season, two times set. Yeah, very well could have another three game losing streak, mm, mm, and mm. the final game of the Bill Belichick era in New England, possibly, yeah. possibly, possibly, with uh, Bryce Rippon. What's the Rippon's name? Brett Rippon. Brett. Yeah, Brett. Oh, of course, Brett Rippon. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington, uh, Commanders, Chargers, or some other team. Where's Belichick go? Commanders, Chargers, or um, I don't know. Well, if you're the Patriots, don't you? If you want him to go someplace, you don't want him to go in some place in the AFC, right? Right. You want him to go to the Commanders. But I've heard a lot of talk to the Chargers of the team. If he the day he walks in the door with the Chargers, the defense immediately gets to at least league average, right? Absolutely. You would think. Yep. But the problem there, I think that that's a, I think that that's a tougher job. That people are making it out. Well, they have Justin Herbert. Everything will be fixed off of that. 
Mm-hmm. You just need a, a, a decent coach, and that'll fix everything. Their offensive line's not good. Nope. Their skill receivers. And I don't know. Again, it kind of goes back to if, if I had a team and my team was hiring Bill Belichick, would I feel good about that, given with what we've seen here the last few years? And I don't know that I would. Well, as long as he's not picking the players, you'll feel better. <laughs> but he's going to be picking the players. He's going to have a say. Yep. Now, he will have, the I would think, the whole regime back together. Josh McDaniels is not going to be doing anything, so maybe mm-hmm. he's the offensive coordinator. He can get the band back together in, in, in I was going to say San Diego, in L.A. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how I would feel about – if I were the Chargers, I would be reaching out to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. That's the guy I would want. <laughs> Justin would be reaching out to Jim Harbaugh, too. No, they're not. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want him. Last time the Jets won back-to-back, Harvey and Julian are telling me, this is against New England guys? Yeah. 11-13, 2008 to 9-20, 2009. Wow, that's a long time ago. And the 9-20-2009 was Rex – you know, Rex, when mm-hmm. they hit him, they must mm-hmm. have hit Brady like eight, nine, ten times. They just like just kept wearing him out. They kept hitting him. Kept hitting him. Uh, you know, that's that was as when, the Jets turn. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> Gordon, they they uh they put the term they're due to a new level. Fifteen straight. They they are the exception to the rule, Larry. Any rule yeah. that you have, they are the ex- it's gotta get better. No, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's rough. That is rough. Well, Gordon, tomorrow night, my friend, we have a full show. We're in at 6.30. Okay, I'll, I'll make note of it. Yep. Okay, we're in at 6.30, and we have, we're going to bring some of the things that we do on the normal show. Because we, even though we're in for grass, we're going to know your opponent. Mm-hmm. We'll, you know, do some other things, and Rich Samini will join us as well. So we'll be busy. So you have a good day tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. All right, that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us as always. Uh, Harvey, Julian, great job as always. Thank you very much. Up next, conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.